suit up. Kevin Ward interviews someone in the sports world about their faith. Kellen Winslow Sr. redefined the tight end position in professional football. He was so good that he's in the Hall of Fame and credited with launching guys like Travis Kelsey's salary to the stratosphere, making speedy guys with hands who can also block a must for every NFL team. However, with all that success on the field, off it, there's been a lot of heartbreak and a lean on God that we can all understand after losing one son to death and the other to prison. I started my conversation with Kellen Winslow Sr. by asking him about his affiliation with the pork rind industry. Well, you've got the pork rind appreciation day. You know, people, I don't know if people admit that they eat pork rinds, but everybody does because there's just so many out there, so many different products. And uh, we see them everywhere, and I use them when I... I'm driving, and I love to drive, and I just have a bag and snack on those. Before you know it, it's gone, <laughs> and you stop and you get another bag. That's right. I just keep going. This is the 15th year that they've had the Pork Rind Appreciation Day, and it's tied into what uh, Coach Ditka, Mike Ditka, the great player and coach uh, with the Chicago Bears, has been doing for years on the grid iron grates. That's a fund he set up to help uh, players who might have fallen into some um, uh, financial needs for medical needs or just for daily living needs. And that's been around for quite a while. He's been doing that for quite a while, and we've worked together on different things during the Super Bowl. So it's just a great time to have, you know, tie all that together, to tie football together, to tie the fact that we all snack on this uh, uh, very uh, <laughs> southern type food here. We enjoy it. And the fact that it's going to a great cause to help those players who have fallen into, well, fallen between the gaps mm-hmm. is the best way to put it. And so I've been working with them now for a couple of months and looking forward to Pork Run Appreciation Day. Interestingly enough, uh, just recently, uh, eating at a uh, barbecue restaurant and ordering barbecue, I got pork rinds with that barbecue. And so I see uh, some kind of trend, I think, because uh, I, I mean, I'm 62 <laughs> years old. I'm just a little younger than you. And I don't recall that ever happening until just recently. So that was that was kind of fun. All right. Look, well, go ahead. Know, we all do it. We all we all have the pork rinds and we love them and all the different flavors out there nowadays. And especially when they cook them in small batches, and they just come out better that way. <laughs> Absolutely. I wanted to start asking you, uh, Kellen, uh, kind of starting with your story in high school, because it's very interesting that uh, a lot of people don't know that you didn't play football until you were a senior in high school, and that your <laughs> coach there in East St. Louis had been really trying uh, his his hardest to recruit you to play football and talking to your parents, and finally... He gets you out to play football your senior year, which is just amazing to me. And I realize it was a different time then. I mean, we're talking about, you know, in the in the early to mid-70s. But what, how were you able, uh, especially given uh, your height, I guess you weren't necessarily as big as you, you know you got to as far as weight is concerned, but uh, how were you able to skirt playing football and, and, and actually uh, you were a chess player? <laughs> <laughs> uh, very simple uh, necessity. 
my uh, high school coach, Cornelius Perry, and his uh, top assistant, uh, they needed a tight end. And Coach Perry remembered me from uh, his uh, gym class and said, hey, I got this kid in my gym class who I don't think he knows how good he might be. And he came to my algebra class um, at the end of my junior year, like two weeks left to go in school. And I was working after school at United Partial Service. Um, I was a member of the Teamsters Union. I was making like seven bucks an hour back in those days. It was pretty darn good money. Um, and he convinced me that if I came out and played one year with um, his football program, that I might have a chance to get a college scholarship. And that's what got my attention. Wow. And and all the guys that are playing now, like Travis Kelsey, Kelsey are so thankful because I, I can't imagine, you know, what that position would still be like today if it weren't for Kellen Winslow Sr., you know, redefining the position of tight end in football. And I know you you never thought of that, uh, that, you know, man, this is I'm, – I'm going to just burst onto the scene and people are going to change offenses for me. But we'll get to that here in just a second with what happened at San Diego with Don Coriel. But so one year of high school football, but that was enough for the for the University of Missouri to say, "Man, we want you to play for us." <laughs> I was the leftover package for the University of Missouri. They came in and recruited four guys from my high school team. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, one uh, went to Michigan State, Eugene Bird the parade All-American wide receiver and had a great career at Michigan State. Another, Cleveland Crosby, ended up going to Purdue, then transferring to Arizona, um, and had you know great uh, collegiate careers. And then there was me. You know, I kind of <laughs> tagged along with Eugene in Cleveland because everybody in the country wanted them. And my high school coach, who in the early days was, I guess, my business manager, my agent, uh, would see, he'd always, you know, hype me up and tell coaches who came in to recruit Eugene and Cleveland, hey, you should take a look at this guy. And I got a chance to go to the University of Missouri and the University of Kansas with um, Eugene and Cleveland as the, you know, tag along, you know, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And when they, Missouri didn't get Eugene and Cleveland, they said, okay, well, you know, let's take him. <laughs> that's, that's just that's crazy how things work out for people right uh just just amazing to me so you go uh from the university of missouri where you were ballyhooed i mean you were obviously a great college player uh that you were the 13th overall pick in the first round in 1979 you were actually leaving college uh, at the time I was entering college. And so I certainly remember, you know, Kellen Winslow Sr. Uh, in college and, you know, in the NFL as well. But what were your expectations, Kellen, as you entered the NFL? What were you hoping to get out of a NFL career? Well, this is where the chess comes in. I didn't realize that uh, when I first started playing football, I didn't realize that chess and football were the same thing. It wasn't until the early part of my junior year that I realized, you know, I'm the knight in football. You know, in chess, I'm the knight. 
And that's when I understood the game of football. And that's when everything opened up for me and I began to understand why we did the things that we did. Up to that point, I'd just been running around. And when I got to San Diego and realized that these pieces are interchangeable, and the coaching staff realized that these pieces are interchangeable, and the game just made a whole lot of sense to me. So playing different positions and having different responsibilities because you're playing a different position, you know, from play to play, just makes sense to me. And that's what um, I think Don Coriel and Joe Gibbs and Ernie Zampezi and Larry uh, Larry Weaver, our offensive coordinators during the times I was there, they understood. And that's what changed the game. Those coaches being innovative enough to say, hey, this kid is smart enough to do these different things. He's got some ability here. You know, he may not do everything great, but he does things well, mm-hmm. well enough. And so let's move him around. And you know, that was a great thing about it. They they saw something, and that's been a that's been a a blessing that I've had throughout my entire life. Somebody else recognized something in me and helped me develop it. You say you say a blessing, and I got to ask you about that uh, rookie year because I don't know what controversy uh, you had had in your life or, or tragedy up to that point. But did getting injured your rookie season was that the first, you know, devastating thing that happened to Kellen Winslow Senior that you, you know, had to then start, you know, going to God and saying. Hey man, what's going on here? <laughs> what? Um, not my rookie year when I broke my leg. I was just kind of, you know, young, and I knew I was going to heal, and had no doubts about returning to the field of play. Uh, that came in 1984 when I had a devastating knee injury, and the so-called experts said that my career was over, that I wouldn't be the same person, the same type of player I was before. Uh, and that's when, you know, you really fall back on faith and just had in my mind that I was going to return from this injury. I didn't care what anybody else said and that I was going to be uh, able to contribute. And that w- that's what happened. Um, a lot of um, staff around the Chargers organization, I remember, uh, one of the uh, secretaries said to me, why are you always smiling? And, you know, I'm on crutches. Uh, my knee's in a brace. And she says, why are you always smiling? And I told her it, it was because I knew I was going to be okay. I knew it. It was going to take some time to get back to that. It was going to have some uh, battles to it. There was going to be some highs and some lows. You know, those plateaus that you run into. Mm-hmm. But... The, the thought of not returning to the field barely, rarely crossed my mind. Uh, anybody that knows anything about football knows that you, you're the guy, as I've already mentioned, that redefined a position. And I know guys like Bill Belichick, uh, you know, says that, you know, all direct descendants of Kellen Winslow, <laughs> you know, uh, is, <laughs> owe, owe him a, a debt of gratitude because of of how 
you were used, and then everybody else saw that and went, okay, well, this is, this is how the tight end needs to be redefined. At what point in, in your career did you realize that you were this unicorn of a football player? I don't think I ever did. I, I really don't. Um, I was just doing my job and having fun doing it. You know, you mentioned Travis Kelsey a little bit earlier, and I enjoy watching him play because he is—he's fun to watch, and you no, know, he's—he's—he's he's, he's enjoying the the game. He's, um, you know, things are going his way, and um, uh, he's on every television commercial. He's on TV more than Shaq and Charles Barkley, I do believe, and that's great. I know, and I'm happy for him, but he's enjoying the game, and he's at that place where. In his mind, the game has slowed down so much for him. And if you've ever played any type of sports, anybody who's played any type of sports would understand that statement, how the game slows down for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never thought of myself as that guy who said, well, let's do this. Don Coriel did that. Joe Gibbs did that. Uh, there are guys before me who could have done the same things that I did. You know, there's John Mackey, there's Charlie Sanders, uh, you know, Dave Casper, um, on and on and on, who could have done what I did, but the coaches just didn't think that way. Mm-hmm. Don Coriel thought that way and said, hey, let's take the fullback out, let's put a second tight end in, and let's have them uh, block. Let's have them lead on the run plays. Let's have them uh, be the, the protection for the quarterback. Uh, pick up blitzes and just confuse the defense. And that's what you know, that's what came of it. When when I look at the history of the NFL, I mean, Kellen Winslow <laughs> seniors' uh, fingerprints are everywhere. I mean, uh, all the All Pro. Uh, first team, second teams, Pro Bowl selections, uh, all-decade team of the 80s, all-time NFL 75th anniversary team, 100th anniversary team, retired jerseys everywhere you played. Has your high school done something? Have they named the field after you? <laughs> <laughs> no. My high school my high school was so talented. And that's one of the blessings I've had in my life is that every team I played on was loaded in high school. I was the last piece. They needed a tight end. I was that last piece for that. When I got to college, uh, you know, I played with guys who also played in the NFL who were collegiate All-Americans, were very talented. I played on teams that beat the University of Southern California, that beat the University of Alabama, that beat North Carolina, that beat Arizona State, that beat Notre Dame in South Bend. You know, I played on great college football teams. Then I get to San Diego, and I'm not that, you know, I'm not the savior. I'm not the first piece of the puzzle to rebuild the San Diego Chargers. I was the last piece of that puzzle. Mm-hmm. In order to say this is what, you know, Eric Coriel is going to become. I was the last piece. I wasn't the first piece. I didn't have that pressure. I have veterans who taught me how to play the game and how to handle myself and watched over me. It's just truly, I've been blessed since the day 
I told Coach uh, Coach Perry I was going to, you know, take a leave of absence and come out and play football. I've been in good hands. I will say this: those puzzle pieces weren't cut the same size, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll tell you, I was the last piece. I, I didn't have to be the star in college. Uh, I, you know, I played with guys who played for years in the National Football League and who were drafted, you know, very high. Um, and I learned from them. Mm-hmm. So it was. I've just been. I've been blessed everywhere I've been. Kellen, after your uh, playing days were over, you you get into administration on the college level as athletic director at Central State, Lakeland, Florida A and M. Uh, many years uh, in the college game there too, and I'm sure you had many challenges uh, during that time. But and I don't want to go. I don't want to go into detail because people can read the details other places, but. Uh, I do want to talk to you about uh, a couple of tragic things that have happened as far as where you may have gone in your relationship with the Lord when your uh, son passed. And then just recently in the last couple of years, you know, with the the sentence uh, for Kellen Winslow Jr., talk about those two incidents and, and... and, and did that shake your faith to its core? Well, in those situations, you have to rely on your faith and your experiences. And you have to know that these things, too, will pass. And how do we use these to continue to grow? And that comes with um, life experiences. It comes with maturity and it becomes, and it comes with faith to know that these are things that happen in life, and you have to focus on what's important. For example, when my son passed away, my feelings weren't important. What was important was his mother and his grandmother. I knew that this is something that happens in life. Uh, it was devastating, but the one way that I deal with a lot of the things that I have to go through in life is I serve. Amen. You go into that service mode, and it helps you slow things down, and it helps you deal with things as they come. When my son, Kellen, got into trouble... I said, okay, my focus is him. My service is to him. Nothing else matters. If sacrifices have to be made, they have to be made. It's not about me. It's about where is he and what's going on in his life and what can I do as his father to serve so that he has some way to cope and to deal and to use this experience to become the man that we know he is. And that's how you fall on experience and you fall on faith and you find your role and you execute your role. And for me, is how do I serve? doesn't matter where you've been and what you've accomplished. You have a son who needs you. 
who needs our father and how is he going to be served by his father on this earth and his true father, God. And I appreciate you so much saying that. Is, is there a scripture, Kellen, that you've, you've kind of fallen back to uh, when there are times when you're, you're, you're thinking maybe your mind is going down a path you don't need it to and, and a scripture comes to mind that brings you back? Not necessarily a scripture, uh, but just an example. You know, we, we are here to serve each other. We are here to feed those who are hungry, to house those who need shelter. And through that service, we are able to focus and to get through these things that we have to deal with in life. So, and that's what I really fall back on. You know, I drive around sometimes and I see um, people who are on the street, you know, begging for a handout, a hand up, or some type of help. And I see nothing wrong with helping those people. I don't judge them. I don't say, well, why are you out here? You know, go get a job. Our job is, you know, if we believe, if we truly believe what the good book teaches us, we serve. We help out. We don't question. We don't judge. I know that there's going to be a few years here, hopefully not as many as, as originally planned, uh, for you to be able to be reunited with Kellen Jr., um, you know, outside of those prison walls. And, and I pray for you and for him um, that he will become that man that, that you know God wants him to be. You keep well, walking see, that's the, the thing. walk. That's, that's the thing. He already is. This is just his journey. That's true. He, he already is that man that God wants him to be. This is just his journey, and this is just the path he's taken. Amen to that. You're right. You were one of the greatest players in the NFL, and uh, in my book, with that understanding, you're one of the greatest in that area too, man, and I really appreciate that. You know, you go back, Kellen, to what you said about, about just being good to each other and being kind and serving one another. I don't think we think enough that that's my actual brother. That's my actual sister. And if we, think about, if we think about those in the confines of our home, you know, in our actual, you know, earthly family, we think differently than outside of it. And I, I man, I'm encouraged uh, by you today, and I hope so many other people are as well. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your comments, and I'm so thankful for the prayers. My thanks to Kellen Winslow Sr. for being a part of Suit Up. You can listen to this interview and several others on the website, suitup611.com. Please join me in praying for Kellen Winslow Sr. and Kellen Winslow Jr. and all of the Winslow family. But when the enemy comes, no, I'm not going to run.